You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app. Here's your host, Big Woo. Yo, what's up? What's happening? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off Topic Sports on Big Woo Radio. Thanks, everybody, listening live on BigWooRadio.com. Everybody's downloaded the Big Woo Radio app in your Google Play Store. And all of our folks that searched us out on the uh, podcast app on the iPhone, we'll really appreciate that. We've got a lot of things to talk about here on, in the world of sports today. Uh, if you want to get in, 704-489-33016 and 704-489-3316. Shout out the sponsors and supporters real quick. Woodforce National Bank, go to woodforce.com. Men's Warehouse of Rock Hill, South Carolina, Gaston, North Carolina. 24K Rides of Rock Hill, TCB 5400 Club at 5400 Nevin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, they want me to let you know that they are open and serving curbside and takeout only. Warren Publishing, go to warrenpublishing.net. Clover Parks and Recreations, Winthrop University. Porter Decals, the Hydrocephalus Association of America. Please go to nomorebrainsurgeries.org. Primetime Players Connected Group, Mr. Kevin Glover. New Soul Music, Mr. Dark Eye. Black Toby Society, some guy named Jay. Spring Hill Credit Solutions, GreatSheepDigital.com. Below the Deck, Enterprise Management, SMG, Mr. J Lock. Hats off to you, Couture. And all About Us Radio. And everybody else that listens and supports us and follow us on all of our social media is at Big Wool Radio Everything. It's at Big Wool Radio Everything as I bring in my man. JB, Mr. 299, all the way in from the Florida, I mean, the, the Brutally Honest Show on Big Wool Radio every Tuesday night, 7 p.m., here to talk some sports with us today. What's up, JB? What's going on with you? Hey, man. Yo, what's going on? Well, um, just, I'm glad we're on the show right now because, it, you know, it, it kind of take my mind off of everything that I'm seeing, you know, yeah, walking around absolutely. with a heavy, heavy heart with everything that's going on, man. And, and still being concerned about friends, family, and loved ones with this virus. But, uh, I'm hoping to get his people. I'm looking forward to giving the people show a good sports show today, man. Like we always do. And, absolutely. Uh, hopefully we can ease some of this stress and enlighten the listeners, man. So let's make it happen, baby. Yep. Me too. I'm I'm hoping uh, Donnie gets in. He's got a top ten for us. You know, he said last week that he's going to have a top ten for us, and I think it was uh, due with some teams or some players or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because we had a we had a deep discussion last week, and um, well, enlightened of what everything's going on, man. I you know I want to just say to people be safe out there. Um, you know, b- between the virus and the riots and things like that, you gotta uh, stay safe and be careful and and be mindful of other people, and uh, try not to make things worse for somebody else. Um, but also, I did want to touch on the thing that LeBron and I think uh, AD that what they're doing out there and um and and Jr. Smith out in L.A. on their bikes, they're out on their bikes, man, and I think they got like a bullhorn or something and. Uh, they're chanting, you know, Black Lives Matter. They're kind of protesting in their own way. Um, but they're out there doing the thing. And that's kind of what we expect from today's athlete. Now, going back to the Jordan days, not many athletes were all about speaking out uh, like the guys in the NBA today, like uh, LeBron, who's leading the pack um, of guys that, that are actually, you know, using their stardom and not being afraid, like, you know, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, not being afraid 
to say something or, or do something uh, that may ruffle the feathers of white America. And, um, you know, for the most part, they're keeping their jobs. I mean, you know, I was talking to my cousins earlier on Zoom and we were talking about, you know, Conley Kaepernick losing his job for protesting. We was wondering if he should uh, try to get back in the NFL. And, and the majority of us was like, nah, I think he he done what he needed to do with the NFL and he used them, um, you know, uh, not use the NFL, but his platform. He used his platform to speak out, and he lost his job for it. And I said that LeBron James, if he takes a knee, if he decides to take a knee, he's not going to lose his platform because he's still a money grabber for the NBA. So as long as he can make money for the NBA, you know as as you, even in the NFL, if you can make money for the NFL, you still you still going to um, have your job if you are producing. Uh, what say you, J, uh, JB? I'm a, I, I agree with you. I do. But this is what I'm really feeling right now. I think with the athletes, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, um, of course, Chris Long, who's definitely been one of the front runners as far as Caucasian athletes, putting his not only lending his voice, but utilizing his resources. Um, sports is overrated right now. We, 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 we're at a point in we're at a time we're at a time in our country where the masses want their sports back, but we're good enough to entertain on Saturdays and Sundays, but Monday through Friday we just your average nigga with money or just another black person you see, and I think that the athletes are going to have to force these owners, force these leagues to utilize not only their money but their political power to affect change in legislation with a lot of these politicians across the country. And if not, then we just, they just, they shouldn't be playing sports in these cities and towns and take that revenue away. Cause if, when you start to affect them financially, that's when you start to open people's eyes. You agree or disagree? Oh, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that because I mean, like you said, sports right now is secondary, but you still have these these faces and these people's these, these names that could come out and make change because it, the time to mm-hmm. is to do something is now. I mean, I, unfortunately, it, it it took for uh, George Floyd to die and for this cop to to kill him right there on you know where people can see it. Um, not that it hadn't been seen before, but the time is now to go. Hey, this is enough. Yeah, you know, the the owners, NBA, NFL, Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, it's all time for all the owners to come together, put their resources together, and figure out mm-hmm. how can we do this. This is the best thing for them to do. I mean, even as a revenue right. standpoint, you know, because now everybody's on board. You see how these people out here protesting ain't just black people no more. Not in this one. Hey, but whoa. Let me tell you this real quick. I'm glad you own today because mm-hmm. when I was watching uh, them looting on TV, I yeah. said, man, that look like Woo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Woo, you got a brother out there, oh, man. Oh, Lord, no. That look like you, Joe. I don't, I don't <laughs> doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. I don't know. Everywhere I go, I got a twin somewhere. <laughs> But, I say Big Woo Radio in the Twin Cities, baby. <laughs> They're getting it in. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, um, yeah, I had to be on a day. I, did, you know, I, I had some other things I, I, I'd, I'd like to be doing right now. But uh, you know, it's, 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 I try to get on and make sure uh, we own 
you know, when we supposed mm-hmm. to be on, you know, if it's if it's feasible, then I try to make it happen. But um uh, but yeah, I'm glad to be on because I definitely wanted to talk about, you know, the the positive things that I'm seeing going on mm-hmm. um from this tragedy. Um definitely. It's it's definitely you know, and, and you know, you, you watch the news, watch the media and you're gonna hear all the bad stuff, the rioting, the looting, then Donald Trump come on talking about he's going to uh uh, uh, uh claim Antifa as a terrorist organization. Okay, I mean if you wanna do that, that's 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 fine. It's your prerogative. But I mean, everybody in Antifa that supports Antifa is not a terrorist. And I think that's that's a broad brush that you're putting on something. Now uh, apparently there's rumor or there's evidence or there's something being said that Antifa was doing some things that that uh, you know burning down buildings and stuff like that and and, and making it look uh, you know and I don't I don't know I haven't seen anything <laughs> I'm just going off of go ahead I, I think I think real quick I think a lot of people really don't aren't they don't know who Antifa is and if and for those of our listeners who are listening right now Antifa is they're anti-fascist. Anti-fascist, right. So if, if you're familiar with fascism is, right. <laughs> right. Uh, fascists are similar to what 45 said he was, a nationalist. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And Antifa is not really a group where they have a base location or they're a select group of people. They're a diverse group of a mm-hmm. number of people who share a number of opinions right. that speak out against Trump. So I think anybody who doesn't agree with him and his policies, um, then he, he, he wants to he's against them and he wants to lay with them as a terrorist, whereas we already know there are white nationalist groups and we have the KKK and white supremacist right. groups in this country, whereas the FBI and other federal agencies, they allow them to operate as well as churches who preach sure. and promote hate. So I think we have to be mindful of that, knowing that the people who are on the ground who are saying that these are white men, these are men riding around in unmarked cars with no tags and woo, you know as well as I do. Yeah. We both black. We've been back a long time. What black folks you see ride around in unmarked cars? <laughs> right. That, it's not that, a, that That raises a red flag within uh, right. itself for what's within going itself. on because you get suspicious. Yeah. And and you know back when when the uh, in Charlottesville when Antifa was out there trying to um, stop what the white supremacists were doing, right? Mm-hmm. Antifa wasn't out there killing nobody; it was the white supremacists. Right. But now you want to label Antifa as as the terrorist, but you won't you won't say nothing about white supremacy, KKK. You won't label them as a terrorist. But you, somebody that's against you, you, you want to label them as a terrorist. And I think it's just all a political ploy and try to rally his base because he can't be at these these uh, rallies with his KKK brethren. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this. I know we have quite a few white men that listen to our show and listen to us on the app. And there's yep. some two white women, too. And True. I'm going to say this to you. I, you know, you hear people say, well, I'm tired of talking about race. However, I'm tired of dealing with the racism and being treated less than most animals are. And at the same time, you know, if you, un- you can't even understand your whiteness, so you will never be able to understand my blackness in a country that has perpetuated the same cycle 
for 400 years. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's a conversation. It's an uncomfortable conversation we have to have. And if you're not speaking out against racism, then you're for it. That's the way I see it. There's no in the middle of it. Right. We have yeah. a serious problem. Now, 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 some some white people that that understand, you know, uh, what's going on. And know that you know black people are treated, but they don't. They don't get out in in the streets and protest. Number one, uh, they feel like it's dangerous. Number two, but they'll 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 sit you know in my living room, and 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 speak out, and 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 support in that way. And I'm I'm okay with that. You know, long as you ain't out there like oh they just some stupid thugs out there just you know. But you know, at every protest, at every riot, every there is going to be those bad actors that do bad things. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we don't need to talk about that. Don't worry about the building burning yeah. down. That, 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 that business got insurance. They good. Don't worry yeah, about, yeah. yeah, don't worry about, you know, the fires and stuff. What you need to be worried about is that this shit, this, this don't happen again. That's that's what yeah. you need to be worrying about. How we how can we prevent this from happening again? Talk about that, Donald Trump. Don't talk right. about Antifa and and what they doing. Everybody that that knows Antifa, they know what they're about, and, and and they know that sometimes they by any means necessary they feel that way because you're not listening, and so start right. listening and talking about why George Floyd had to die and how we gonna fix that from anybody else dying again. Don't worry about Antifa and labeling mm-hmm. them a terrorist. If you're not going to label all the people that that are, are bad actors as terrorists, then don't even mention it. Why don't you say nothing about the white supremacists or the KKK? I want you to say something about them. But he, but we already know where he stand on that. No matter how many times Whoa. they try to defend mm-hmm. him, we already know where he stand when it comes to race. Well, you Go know, well, it's funny because you hear people speak out about the National Guard. I've talked, to, I've talked to quite a few. I've talked to several people today, man. And do you realize, um, I heard this yesterday. There's only been 14 times that the National Guard has been deployed around in the United States. And only two times it was not for race or issues. Think about that. Wow. All the other times have been for similar issues that we're experiencing right yeah. now since the inception of the National Guard around this country. Yeah. Uh, and and around the world, man, they are protesting around the world. It's not mm-hmm. it's not just in the United States. The world is watching, too. And they see the injustice. Now, finally, it's just like now I, I'm, I'm not one to say that people didn't care about the other folks that died. I, I, I actually say the opposite. I think they care then too, but now at some point there's got to be a straw that breaks the camel's back. And I think with the protests around the world, my cousin told me in Ireland, they protest in Ireland over George Floyd. So I mean, Ireland, they got their own racial issues and they all the same color. So, so yeah. it's like, it's like, so for them to, you know, even be protesting and for, you know, France and Brazil and all these other places to be protesting over this, this this is a different animal right now. I think this is this is a different vibe. Me, well, people have been, been been locked in their houses too and all this disease going on and stuff like that. Yeah. I think I think they're looking for a reason to get out and protest and that's it. You know, so well, maybe no, that's well, the I'm case. Gonna say this. The, the Irish, we know what 
Irish, a lot of Irish are typically, you know, they they they, they typically don't um uh care for people in our community. Right. So if yeah, if, if, if 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 they are out protesting right now, to me that's like that person who always who 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 patting you on the back and giving you good praises, but at the same time, they're trying to find a soft place to stab you in. You understand right. what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you got to be cautious. <laughs> you got to be cautious. All right, 704-489-3316, 704-489-3316. That's the number to get in if you want to get in and mm-hmm. talk about any of these conversations, talk about what's on your mind as I bring my man James J.T. Thompson in the building. What's happening, JT? Hey, yo, what's going on with you, man? Big what's that, big bro? Yo, what up, bro? <clears throat> yeah, man, we was just uh, we was just kicking it about. Uh, well, we got on this this subject here, uh, talking about LeBron James and Anthony Davis and um, J.R. Smith out riding bikes as they protest, and they got like the bullhorns and they chanting and stuff like that. And it was just a good. You know, uh, trying to just bring a good vibe to to all the stuff that's going on, and just you know, spotlighting athletes. And I'm sure there's other athletes. It's just you know, of course, LeBron James is probably the biggest name in basketball right now, and so uh, you know, he's going to be out front, or his name is going to be out front when it comes to something like that, because that's what we kind of expect of LeBron James outside of other athletes. Uh, have you heard of anybody else, uh, any other athletes out there, JT? Um, that have been, you know, making their voice heard and and uh, trying to do something to make it better. Um, I think it's um, spread, but it ain't just athletes. Um, they're they're they in all forms, from your colleges to your high schools. I mean, I see them in in different um, <clears throat> forms out here advocating um, against what's going on and um, just really uh, sending the message. Uh, because you got to look at it, man. To me, everything was about Corona and the virus. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Monday mm-hmm. happened and reminded us of, you know, why Colin Kaepernick took a knee. And so, you know, it is great for athletes to, you know, let their voice be heard. Again, yeah. your voice is not silent, but it's only silent if you keep your mouth shut. You don't do anything. Mm-hmm. You don't say anything. It's a time for you yep. to be able now to talk and be heard. And so that's the most important thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the prayer without action. If you don't put any action behind your prayer, then your prayer is pretty much, you know, solid. Yeah. So when you're looking across, you know what I'm saying, even in hip hop, you got people that's speaking out. You got you got to say what you mean now because, again, if, you know, athletes too. I mean, being in the situations that they're in, and then being out here and letting their voices being heard. Now they're not. They're, you don't seem so much like, oh, I'm not affected because I'm a little bit better financially off than you. No, you're showing that you understand. You done been there before. You was ever, mm-hmm. you know, making money. Mm-hmm. You've been in that situation. Uh, you don't walk them same paths. And to be honest with you, especially with our black athletes. They definitely is a time for them to come out mm-hmm. and let their voices be heard because racism is still alive and well in this country, and if, mm-hmm. if you can't you can't even be a BS your way through that. It's a real thing. Yeah, and and also since you brought up Kaepernick, Kaepernick has uh, well, I've heard that he has um, 
uh, made a vow to bail out anybody that was arrested uh, in Minneapolis for protesting. So uh, he's still making his voice heard. He's still uh, being the activist that he said he was and the, the reason why he knelt, kneeled in the first place. And he's he's trying to make good on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question to you guys is uh, my cousins and I were debating this earlier. And uh, one of my cousins said that uh, Kaepernick should come back and play football and, and use that platform to to protest again. Uh, my question to you guys wow. is, is that something me personally I thought nah he don't he don't need to do that he's he's uh he's done his thing you know what I'm saying I mean he's done what he's supposed to do now he got to go into bigger things you know this is you know he made everybody aware and now mm-hmm. people are like yeah okay we get it now we get it why you was doing what you was doing even the white people that probably said he shouldn't be doing it but um some people think he should come back JB what what are your thoughts. Um, I don't think he should come back for one. Colin Kaepernick is bigger than the NFL right now. He's our modern day uh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. You know, he sacrificed a lot. And at the end of the day, the, the it wasn't the message, just the message. It was how he, uh, it was how he, you know, he spoke about the message yeah. and presented himself. And he's been consistent since, you know, uh, throughout this whole process. I'm just upset that the other players, this man put his neck out there for y'all, and what did y'all do? Look at him now. Mm-hmm. He'll go down in history. He'll go down in history bigger, I think. And this is just my opinion, not Big Woo Radios. I think he'll go down in history than any of the players that he was playing with who go into the Hall of Fame because mm-hmm. of the stand that he's taking. You see what's happened since he took that stand and how impactful it was. So now nah, it would be beneath him to come back to the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, J, JT, what do you think? Should he, should he, uh, if he get an opportunity to come back, you think he should? <clears throat> no, definitely continue to be an activist and, and continue mm-hmm. to do what you, uh, I think that season of playing in the NFL is, is done and, and what he is moving to uh, as far as activism and things of that nature should be the focus yeah. um, because as we see now it really is a problem and he really was <clears throat> making a real statement and unfortunately somebody had to lose their life <clears throat> in, for the, in order for people to realize if we're going right back to the conversation of what it was supposed to be about yeah. anyway and not your flag yeah alright uh, 704-489-3316 we'd like to have your opinions uh, as well, seven zero four four eight nine three three one six. Give us a call. And I, my biggest fear with, with this right now, my biggest fear is that one that we go a little too far on one side, and you know, when I say too far, um, expecting too much to change, right? Expecting too much to change too quickly. Uh, but my my second biggest fear is the fact that um, once this is all over, once it's all blown over, these guys get you know arrested. Once they bring these guys up on charges, and uh, hopefully they all get convicted. Because if they don't, if they don't get no jail time, this I don't I don't know. I hate to think what would happen to the United States. But I believe on that they will 
get convicted, at least the main guy will will do uh, a, a a massive amount of jail time. The other three guys, um, maybe not as much, but still do jail time. I think people will be satisfied with that. But that's when my fear comes in is they'll be too satisfied with that and nothing changes. It ends up, you know, six months from now, another dude dead in the street on, on tape or, or a year from now. Same, you know, same deal. Can we survive something like that? Could, uh, could the United States actually survive without there being a, a full-blown revolution where people just get together and it, it's an all-out civil war in this world? Uh, JT, what are your thoughts on that? I think the, the revolution is here, and, it, and it's being televised. Mm. And, I mean, mm. I think we're in that, in that state right now, to be honest with you. And from what I'm seeing and what I've been hearing, I mean, we're living in those times. I didn't think that I would I would see this in my generation mm. and have to explain to my you know to my kids what exactly is going on and why it's going on. So you know, to answer the question, I think we're living it right now, mm. and we're in the midst of trying to process it, figure it out, and make sense of it. Yeah, I, and and JB, I think it's up to now the government. And your local, whatever, mayors, governors, senators, uh, Congress people, uh, it's up to them to enforce some kind of law, even if it seems prejudiced against cops, because cops have to be held to a way higher standard if you're going to serve and protect the people. And I think you have to be flawless as a cop and and you have to be held accountable. If you're a cop and you knew there was a racist in your department or if you're a chief and you knew there was a racist in your department or if there's been issues with a guy and he's still working, there should be consequences for them as well. And I think that's the only way we're going to see some serious change between how how cops interact with black people. What do you say, Jay? Um. I agree with you, but I think the one main thing we have to do is we really have to get the right lobbyists in D.C., and we really have to get the law changed, get legislation to have cops do away with their um, qualified immunity. Because with them having qualified immunity, that's one of the primary reasons why you don't see a lot of cops get prosecuted especially when they automatically get first degree murder which this guy didn't get because you have to prove without a shadow of a doubt that this was just this cop's intentions coming to work or whatever he did so it, yeah. it, it this, this this qualified immunity it makes it so hard to prosecute an officer unless you're an officer of color because you hear them brag about prosecuting that one officer, but he was he was a black officer that accidentally shot a white woman who got justice instantly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> I, once again, as as my brother so eloquently put it before me, JT, I, I agree with him one hundred percent, man. You know, it's it, the revolution is being televised right now, and, it, and I oh. just hope this. This youth continues the movement. Yeah, it's all over the world, man. And I, I, um, I had a friend of mine in for the weekend, and uh, uh, it's one of my white friends, one of the best friends in, in the world. And it was just so uh, refreshing to hear his 
his sons speak in a way that was like, uh, you could tell they've grown up and I've known them over the years and, and they've grown up and, and they, they understand what's going on and they don't like it. I mean, his oldest son is just really like fed up. <laughs> he is like fed up probably even more so than me. You know what I mean? And he's, and I don't think he'll mind me saying this, but he's a young, uh, gay white guy, young man. And, and he's, he's, he understands discrimination more than probably any of us. Uh, as far as being that age, being, you know, a handsome white man, but you're gay. <laughs> right. So, so, uh, uh, he's, he's been hit on, on all he's angles, still white though. but, but he's still white. He's still, of course. And, uh, he still have the pri- privileges of, and he understands that as well. He understands that, you know, if I went through some things, it can't be what I went through. Can't be nowhere near as bad as, you know, black people, what black people have went through all their lives. Uh, so he understands that he understands the privilege and, and he still, uh, maintains that, you know, something needs to be done. And, and he's one of those guys that's going to get out there and fight. If he could, if he could go protest, he would, I guarantee you, but his dad don't get down with the protest. He's like, nah, that's too dangerous. How come Barack Obama don't come out and cry for these brothers and these black kids that's getting slaughtered in these low income neighborhoods, whether it's by the police or whether it's by the, uh, the violence that's being brought on from the life situation that they've been put in by this government. So at the same time, you can cry. People talk about him. I'm sorry, but they talk about Barack Obama. And he cried for these white kids in, in Newtown, Connecticut, but he ain't never shed a tear, but he can sit down and have a beer and shake hands with cops who shoot innocent black folks in their own home. So uh, those of you out there who keep talking about Obama to me, I want to say this. Yeah, I, well, I've, I've seen it. Me with that. I've seen it. I've seen him. Uh, I've seen how his, his sympathy was for his the people that's getting killed in Chicago every day. I've seen his. I've seen his videos of him talking about innocent uh, uh, black men being killed by police officers. I've seen it. So, I mean, I guess that's what they're coming at you with because I've I've seen him do it. So. Okay, well, I, yep. I would apologize because I haven't seen it, you know. So yep. if you said, "Woo," I watched with you, and I apologize. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's cool. Um, I mean, that's cool. I, I mean, I, and I get it. And if people don't know and they don't, they haven't seen it, they can't. They can't relate. And I think it's just um, not out there as much as um, I just in the past couple of days. I've I've seen Barack Obama videos everywhere of, of him talking about this very thing. Um, I don't know if he recently said anything in the past day or so, um, but a lot of the stuff is servicing about him, you know, uh, talking about this very thing. I think maybe back when he was in office, um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's it's out there. Um, and I don't know, you know, yeah, he should be he should be a guy, you know, that you know us in the black community, most of us in the black community look up to him, and um, you know, a lot of us are, are doing better. Uh, in our lives because we've seen his success, his ability to get elected, the black man. I mean, I, and I told somebody on, on Facebook, I was like, 
Um, I seen this dude talking about how Donald Trump done so much for black people more than any president since Abraham Lincoln. And I was like, dude, you had me up until that point. I was with you. I was on your side up until you said Donald Trump has done more for the black community. I said, I said, Obama getting elected as president done more for the black community than Donald Trump has ever going to do, ever done on ever going to do. So. You know, when they come in, when you're talking and you sound like you're making some sense, I'm, I'm on you for a minute. I'm like, because he was talking about people blaming Trump for what's going on right now. And I'm thinking, you know, they I was like, they kind of got a, a good reason because he's not trustworthy. And a lot of this stuff is stemming from things that he said. But I'll go with you. I'll go. I'll go to a point where I'll say, yes, yeah, not Donald Trump's fault that George Floyd got killed. He didn't put his knee on him. Uh, but. You know, there's there's right. Right. So there's certain things. And so he was making all these things about uh, 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 these connections that people was trying to make with this dude was new Trump and Trump knew him. And he was, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you know, we we don't need to do all that. That's not that's not necessary. But then he said Donald Trump has done more for the black community. And that's when he lost me. (laughs) That's when that's when I'm like, okay, now you're just a nutcase. I ain't even. I'm not. I'm not rocking been, been with you. Hanging out with Kanye. Yeah, you've been doing too much. You would. You went too far. <laughs> you went too far. Um, all right. So uh, we got past the fight on the line. I'm gonna get past the fight in here next. Um, I'm gonna take a, a quick break. Come back. We're gonna talk some more sports. I promise. And um, what's going on with the? Uh, what's gonna happen with football? What's gonna happen with basketball? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? We need to know. Um, but we'll be right back after these messages, man. Keep it locked right here, Off Topic Sports, Big Boo Radio. Oh, what's up, family? This is Corey Big Boo Woods from Big Boo Radio here to talk to you about Gray Sheep Digital. That's right, Gray Sheep Digital, G R E Y Sheep Digital. Gray Sheep Digital is a digital marketing agency that helps your business attract attention in a very noisy world. They specialize in website optimization, social media growth, marketing videos, and brand awareness. So if your business is having problems with the website, the way it looks, sometimes we don't get that professional look like we want, or if you're having trouble being seen on social media, give my man Marcus Woodard, the owner and digital strategist, a call at 704-626-1599. Again, that number is 704-626-1599. You can also hit them up on Facebook and Instagram at Gray Sheep Digital. That's G-R-E-Y, Sheep Digital. You'll be glad you did. And make sure you tell them Big Woo sent you to get the friends and family discount. Hey, hey, hey. The new Mount Olivet AME Zion Church, located at 527 Dave Lab Boulevard in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Presiding pastor is Dr. Carlton Brown. 9 a.m. Sunday school with morning worship service starting at 10.05 a.m. Eastern. Thank you, and please join us soon. Listen to Big Woo Radio. Y'all hear what I say? I want y'all to listen to Big Woo Radio. Please listen to. 
This is Big Woo Radio, a station for the people, by the people, serving Rock Hill, South Carolina and surrounding areas, Charlotte, North Carolina and surrounding areas, serving worldwide at BigWooRadio.com. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you so much for checking us out. Off Topic Sports, everybody listening live at BigWooRadio.com. Everybody download the Big Woo Radio app in the Google Play Store. And all of our folks that search us out on their podcast app on their iPhone, we appreciate that. Make sure you keep supporting us and following us on all of our social media at Big Woo Radio on everything. Twitter, Facebook, everything. Um, all right, so if you're just, if you're just tuning in, uh, we've been um, pretty much talking about the... Um, the George Floyd situation and uh, the protests and the things that's going on and uh, just trying to spotlight some of the, the, the good things that we're seeing, like LeBron James and the guys from uh, Los Angeles Lakers out in L.A. riding their bikes and and uh, uh, protesting with their uh, megaphones and chanting different things. And, um, and um, uh, the diversity of the people that are out there, you know, before in situations like this, you wouldn't see very many uh, uh, colors, uh, people that weren't of African American uh, descent. Sometimes you'll see a speckle of white people, maybe some Hispanic folks, and but uh, from what I've been seeing, it's been a lot of diverse, a lot of white people. I just put it out there: a lot of white people are are now seeing or realizing that uh, this is this is not right. You know, uh, admitting that it's not right. How long will they continue the fight? You know, they, you know, might just be something that they want to say, hey, I'm I'm with you guys. Uh, But then fall by the wayside after after all the publicity dies down, you know, after the guys get convicted. But I, I, I really think and that's one of my biggest fears. If these police officers get convicted, go to jail, then, you know, nothing's going to change. There's got to be some laws and some things change. Now, with that being said, I'm seeing, I'm seeing all these people out there protesting. They got masks on. I mean, for the most part, they got masks on. But I'm thinking, hey, this is this is big enough for have a, a football game or something. We can, we can play some play some football oh, wow. or something. Some basketball could be going on if you if y'all gonna be in that close <laughs> proximity. <laughs> we can we can get y'all in the stadium. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me bring my man. Let me bring my man past the fight in here. Let me see how he feel about this. All these people out here protesting. There's so many people all close together. You know, uh, Pastor. I think we can go ahead and have a, a NBA basketball game since we got all these people out here protesting together. As long as they had a mask on, of course. What do you think? Well, as my as my mama always used to say, two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> True that. True that. Uh, I, they they can have a game. I ain't going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, man, a, a church member told me today after church that in some areas of China they have an app that you have to get a test before they'll let you in certain establishments. Mm. And when you pull up your app, they'll update your app when you get the, the test result, mm-hmm. and they're scanning the app. And so if you, you don't have a, a negative test, you're not welcome in that necessary establishment wow. in order to potential of infecting other people. 
So I said, man, if that is going to be the new wave of the world, then, I mean, Walmart going to be empty because everybody in there, nobody know if they got the coronavirus <laughs> or not. So. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> wow. So needless to say, I mean, that's probably going to be, it's probably going to be a long, long time before you see the stadiums filled to capacity with 30, 40, 50, 60,000, even 100,000 people in it. And that's just going to be so weird to not have that. But everything that's new, you know, but you get familiar with uh, and you get used to after a while. Everything that's, that's, that's new is, is going to be, there's going to be a resistance. You know, there's going to be a resistance from, from new things or things changing. When you have change, there's, there's always a resistance. Yeah, JB. I'm going to tell you who won't see the field no time soon, and that's DeAndre Baker and Clinton Dunbar. Who, <laughs> who rob, how are you going to rob somebody and you in the NFL? And the other, other dude, dude who ain't, ain't, ain't he, he got, got a mask, mask on with the job. Oh, my goodness. What in the world? What in the this with, uh-uh. This is new DeAndre to me. Baker, yeah, DeAndre Baker for the cornerback for the New York Giants and Quinn Dunbar for the C- Seattle Seahawks and a friend of his robbed somebody. But the dude who was with him had the mask on. These two idiots had no mask on. Oh now they hemmed up for arm for, uh, 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 robbery. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they need it. They gonna, they gonna, they deserve everything they get, and they not gonna, they not gonna see the field for a long time. They are, they're done. I mean, that's just dumb. I mean, I, I mean, I know they're making some money. I mean, they they're not huge they names. <laughs> they must not be making that much money, man. To think you got to rob somebody, unless they was just robbing somebody because they knew who it was and what they had. I don't know. Um, but that's that's terrible. That's just absolutely awful. Uh, Cam Newton might find himself robbing somebody pretty soon if he don't get a job. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you guys uh, with Cam Newton. Um, is is he going to is he going to get a team? Is is Cam Newton? I mean, he done done this video and it looks good, and you know, it looks like he he really going in and working hard on a daily basis. But JT. Is Cam Newton going to play football again? Is JT with me? You know he probably multi multitasking. Woo. <laughs> Yo, there you go. What was the question? Who is uh, Cam Newton? Is he going to play football again, or is he done? No, I think Cam Newton is done. I I, I see him as a a male model. Are a spokesman for photography, but for football, man, he's done. No more football for Cam Newton. DQ magazine, maybe, but for yeah. professional football, <laughs> I just think there's too much of a stigma, man. Too much has happened. Plus, COVID nineteen didn't help his case. Right. Everybody coming to be isolating him, not really being able to really um, <clears throat> advocate for himself. And when I'm looking at his post and things now. It kind of seems like that reality is kind of sitting in. Yeah, they got him tied to maybe going to the Steelers and maybe going to the Patriots, but I just don't see it happening, man. I think there's too much that has happened as far as separation. And then that same stigma of him not being 100% healthy, I 
think it's hurt hurt his cause for mm. being on the team. JB, do you think uh, that's fair for Cam Newton to not be able to get a job? I mean, um, he, he's got to be. It's, he's still young, relatively young. It's not like he's over the hill and he ain't Tom Brady, forty two. You know what I mean? He's like, I want to say he, he might be thirty five, something like that. Um, um, is it fair for uh, 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 um, Cam Newton to not be able to not get a job with someone? I think it's. I think right now, um, a lot of free agents have, have found themselves in, in, you know, not being able to get signed because they haven't been able to get in and have teams do physicals. Uh, can he still play? Yes. Do I think he'll get a job? Yes. Where I don't know because it, you know, I, I, I think if he had a chance to get in with a team, he'd get in somewhere because they would want to get him to start familiarizing himself with the playbook. But due to COVID nineteen, like JC said. It's difficult. Um, but I, I could see him coming in in a backup capacity, maybe playing, mm. for, maybe mm. playing for a starting position, maybe on a one, two-year contract, you know. Uh, we know Pittsburgh, like JT just said, Pittsburgh, Patriots, San Diego, they still need a guy. So there are teams who still need a quality quarterback. And there's yeah. bones out there who's still in money. Yeah, yep. Uh, pass the fight. Should uh, Cam Newton – humble himself and take a backup role because you know he wants to be a starter. Uh, I know before all this happened, I know that's what his his hopes was to be a starter somewhere. Um, but but at this point, it, it, would it be okay for him to, to humble himself to, uh, to a backup role? Of course. A job in hand is a job at all. Absolutely. always try to win you your starting role back somewhere once you try to make the roster. The problem that Cam Newton has is, you know, his age is not the factor, in my opinion. The, yeah. the problem he has is, I mean, okay, let me give you this scenario. If I went and bought a Toyota Camry in 2020, yeah, it's a brand new Camry, but if in one year I drive 100,000 miles, now it's a 100,000 mile Camry. You know, mm-hmm. even though it's still a 2020, <laughs> Right. That's Cam Newton. That's a lot of miles. They come, but he got too many miles on him. And I bet you now, you're sitting in the room thinking, I probably should have stayed in the pocket a little longer now. Yeah. Because I got too many surgeries, too many injuries, too many back surgeries, too many knee surgeries, ankle surgeries. And Shoulder. now all of this is catching up with me. The tank teams are like, look. You might be able to still throw the football because you just had shoulder surgery. But at the end of the day, and all this going to catch up with you at some point, and we don't want to be the team that have you on the, the field. Right. And this does catch up to you. Yeah. So, you got 100,000 miles on It's a lot of miles. Uh, let me bring my man, Adonis, Donnie Martin, into the program. Donnie, what's going on, bro? Nothing, man. Fellas, how y'all doing? Just got off the road driving back from West Virginia. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back. Glad yeah, you got yeah. home oh, safe. Mm-hmm. What y'all talking about? My boy Cam Newton, man. Yep. I see y'all, we tra- I said my man got 100,000 miles on <laughs> Yep. We're trying to see if he was going to actually uh, uh, work again in the NFL. And, and it, it, is it too much to humble himself to, to play backup? Pastor Fight was like, hey, you know, it's better – 
playing getting a backup position is uh, job is better than having no job at all, especially if you do plan on playing again. And which he obviously does because he put out a video of him working out, talking about how he was going to get back and and stuff like that. So, Donnie, your thoughts? Uh, uh, is Cam Newton? Is anybody going to hire Cam Newton with uh, the, for this upcoming season or even next season? I mean, would that be too long? That uh, next season, you pushing him way even out even more. No, I do think Cam will end up with a job. Um, and I think the reason why he does not have a job right now is directly to do with the Carolina Panthers and their handling of him. Had they let him, if you were going to ultimately cut Cam and not trade him, mm-hmm. you should have done so earlier to get that man a fight mm-hmm. chance to start positions before everybody else locked him up. Because that's what hurt him. Everybody has their own starting quarterback. Cam is better than most of the starting quarterbacks, including the one on my own team with the New York Jets. He's definitely better than um, Sam Darnold. But Sam Darnold is already there, already established, already under the coaching staff, and you have to do something. to. Cam is not dynamic enough that you're just going to give that job away to Cam. So that's no knock on Cam. That's just about the time. And everybody else already has their quarterback in position. You are coming off an injury at 31 years of age. But he can definitely still play, and everybody knows that. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of what team gets him in there for the right mm-hmm. price. And when training camp starts, guys start getting hurt, and you realize your quarterback ain't as good as you thought it was, and Cam Newton is still sitting there, he'll most certainly have a job. It's just a matter of who would win. But Panthers are the reason why he does not have a job at the moment, not his mm-hmm. injuries or his mileage. Right. the way they handle his, his time. So even even with, you know, if if he doesn't make it a team this year, you think there'll be an opportunity for him even the following year, even though he'll be a, a year older and two years out of uh, actually, actually three years out of playing football because he he was hurt the whole season. So, yeah, I would still I still think he is. I mean, heck, we almost gave Cap a shot, and he's been four or five years out out of, out of the um, league right now. And Cam, yeah. and he is for different reasons, obviously, but. Um, some team will definitely give the Cam a chance even the following season, but I felt like there's absolutely no way we go through the entirety of the 2020 NFL season without Cam touching the field. Mm. 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 Well, that could use him. Luke. Oh, it is. It. Absolutely is. Miami, Miami. Yep. He, he, he could be a fit just to go to Tampa Bay and learn under Bruce Arians. And behind, look at what Jameis Winston did. He turned out a lot of money to go to Pittsburgh to go to uh, New Orleans. Mm. As a third quarterback, so there are teams where he where, where they can utilize his skill set as a backup the back, backup quarterback in a position. That's the best position in football. You make a lot of money not doing nothing. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> holding the clipboard, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Donnie, I know you was out of town, but did you get a, did you get a, a top ten? Get around to getting a top ten for us? No, 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 I did not, man. I because uh, I cause I got to get in depth with that because my top ten is going to be to tell y'all how Will Chamberlain's the best basketball player to ever step on the court. Yeah, so that's I'm right. Have to take my that's time. right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. All right. So this is the last thing I want to do before we get into um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, JT's over and under. JT's over and under. Before we get into that, uh. There was another debate that I was having with some cousins of mine. Uh, we're all the majority of us are, are Cowboy fans. We got a San Francisco fan, and then we got a Washington Redskin in this Zoom conversation that we having. So the Washington Redskin, they didn't even open their mouth, so that was the good thing. Uh, but, <laughs> but but us Cowboys and the one Forty Nine er fan, we were debating whether or not Tony Romo 
is a Hall of Famer. Of course, not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but a, a Hall of Famer nonetheless at some point before he dies. And uh, <laughs> I was telling my cousin that Tony Romo would probably not be a Hall of Famer in our lifetime. We might we won't see him wear don the gold jacket, even though as much as I did like him as a quarterback, his his numbers said a lot. He had uh, from year after year, he always had top five, top three, top four uh, um, stats um, was unable to win any big games. Uh, he wasn't able to get to him, as a matter of fact. Um, but I don't blame him completely for all of those uh, opportunities missed. Uh, although he was the reason for a lot of them, <laughs> but whether it was an interception at the end of the game, uh, but, but a lot of times you can put the, put that on the defense because he sometimes when he threw those interceptions at the end of the game, it was under distress and and the defense didn't hold it up for him. He had it would probably would have been a game winner had the defense held up for him for he didn't have to come back on the field and be uh, a lot of the games that I saw anyway uh, that got. It was either in the playoffs or got him to the playoffs or could have got him to the playoffs or could have got him to the Super Bowl, things like that. But um, uh, let me start with you, Donnie, since you just got in here. Tony Romo, would he eventually be a Hall of Famer? That's going to be a close one um, because his best shot is going to be earlier. The longer it drags on, Mm. the worse it's going to be because – Tony Romo has great numbers, like you said, but the main number I'm concerned about is that 500% winning percentage. So he's not a proven winner in the NFL. You only, you know, won about half the game. You go 10 and 6 one year and then 6 and 10 the next. So um, that was a product of Dallas. But as far as his passing numbers go, I feel a major echo. But uh, as far as his passing numbers go, the longer he stays in the league, I mean, the longer he doesn't get in, the worse that's going to be for him. Because right now he does have impressive numbers, but this is an era of passing football that you, you know, his numbers are better than people like Dan Marino, but they didn't pass as much in the eighties and nineties. Now that they're going to continue to pass as time goes on, his numbers are going to look less and less impressive. As guys start putting up five, six, 700 career touchdowns, because that's all they do is pass nowadays. And so his best shot is going to be early. If he doesn't get in in the first four or five years, he'll never get in. J J T, think Tony Romo's a Hall of Famer? I actually believe, I actually believe that Scooby Doo has a better chance of getting in the Hall of Fame uh, than Tony Romo does right now at the moment. I actually think he has a better chance of getting into the broadcast Hall of Fame if he sticks with that for the next ten years because he is efficient and excellent at doing that. But you know, numbers don't lie. But I don't think you know. I, I agree with Donnie. If he doesn't get in within the first five years, he does it. He has a better chance of getting into the broadcast Hall of Fame. Mm. Pass the fight. Um, that's a tough one for me, only because it's hard for me to judge at this point because I'm rooting that Eli makes it because Eli is a two-time Super Bowl winner. So that's the one thing I think that separates Eli from Troy. I'm not Troy Aikman because he's actually obviously in the Hall of Fame with yeah. Tony Romo uh, because Romo – never won the Super Bowl and barely made it to the playoffs but has great passing yards and TDs and Pro Bowls but doesn't have any rings like even divisional championship rings. He doesn't have them. So, you know, we're thinking the best of all times may have numbers 
to be able to say he sits up there with some of the greats, but he doesn't win the big ones when he's supposed to. So I think that's the great separator. And I mean, some of it is luck because obviously in two in two Super Bowls, Eli had two great catches from two people who caught bad passes right. that end up exalting him to this place to be able to have two Super Bowls. So I, I would dare say that yes, I would vote for Eli, but no, I would not vote for Tony Tony Romo only because rings make a difference in my opinion. I get it, uh, JB. What you think? Nah, Vinny Testaverde will make it in before he will. <laughs> oh, so wow. that that'll tell you all you need to know. Right oh there. wow, Vinny Testaverde. Somebody, that'll hold you. That'll hold you right there. That's enough, enough said. Well, I think I don't think Tony Romo again. I think if he would have at least made it to a Super Bowl, I think his 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 uh, charm and and his likability and then his stats on top of that would have got him into the Hall of Fame. And it's still probably not a first ballot. It'll be more like a second ballot. Uh, but I don't. I just don't. I don't see him getting in because a lot is is weighed on wins and Super Bowls and rings. Uh, even though it's a team team thing, is a lot of it is, is weighed on that. Yeah, go ahead, JB. Tony Romo getting the Hall of Fame for knocking down bad chicks oh. in the industry. He had a good run though. Tony, yeah, he Tony got some. Uh, Tony got some true dime trim when he was <laughs> before he got married. So we, we got to give him his kudos on that. <laughs> Absolutely. If you start supporting the Dallas Cowboys and don't take advantage of that, you're a fool. <laughs> Absolutely. He was, going, he, was, he was getting them quarterback sneaks in your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah Pastor. <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor Fight. Uh, I, I was going to say that the thing that scares me the most, and, and I, I hate to bring this back to, to George Floyd, but the thing that scares me about the most is white privilege. Mm. If you look at some of the mm. quarterbacks that were black that had better numbers than Tony Romo and, and didn't make a first round, uh, first ballot entry into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. People like Tony Romo, who has the likability of a Jerry Jones, has the, the, the backing of a Cowboys franchise, has the the white, you know, obviously was out of a job but picked up another job real fast, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, with broadcasting. And I don't knock him on his broadcasting. He's pretty he's a good broadcaster. But at the end of the day, will that of what he's done in broadcasting, the NFL says we take that alongside of his NFL and that was create a Hall of Famer and then right. they vote him in. And that and that's uh um you know and and the fact that he will be kind of in the public eye right there with the media who's voting, now he's a colleague, you know I think some of those may they may weigh that in there I don't know um who knows, but I don't think I think the 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 fact that he didn't win anything is gonna be gonna be hard for people to put him in or vote him in I really believe that. JT, you got to open. I got another. I got another uh, live to get on at seven, so I'm gonna have to hop off. But okay, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you for calling and, ch- and chilling out. Sure. Chilling out with us. Uh, appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. All right, man. All right, buddy. All right, JT. Let's do an over and under real quick. Yeah, I got. I got one. Is it over? Is it under? It's time for JT's over under. Over under. Over under.
right, basically, I'm going to ask y'all fellas, which major, which of the major sports leagues do you believe has taken the biggest, has been affected the most by COVID-19? Mm. Mm. I'm going to have to say with the NBA, it's yeah. um, a close second because they came right in the middle of their season. Or not even necessarily in the middle, right at the prime of the height of their season. Just before the playoff run and the last push. So that even if they do resume the season, things won't be the same. The momentum is lost. You know, you're talking about months in between the time the guy stepped on the court, and you're trying to ask them to go back out there with those exact same records and play for those exact same stakes with that exact same intensity and then pick up the playoff pressure after not being around your teammates and even having formal practices for a while. I think the NFL, because they were in the midseason, and then NHL a close second because both teams were going through their playoff push at the time. You mean the NBA? Yeah, I, did I, what did I say? NFL, uh, yeah, I, oh, NBA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I understood what you're talking about. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the NBA too, man. It was just, um, I mean, it was really starting to get to the meat of the season where people was really gonna start watching and seeing where where everybody was gonna be and and you know the fact that LeBron was gonna have you know his second year in LA. When, and if he was to win a championship, the the importance that meant to his career, uh, going to another team, a third team, and winning a, a, a championship was going to be huge for his legacy. And I still think he's going to do it. Um, but that would have been huge. And then to come back and possibly the next season with that momentum and, and maybe win back-to-back again. It was, I mean, that would have been freaking – I mean, I think you'd have, he would have definitely catapulted Jordan as the greatest of all time if he had done something like that. Um, JB, I was thinking the women's beach volleyball, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm gonna go with the NBA too. <laughs> cool. cool, the NBA. And you know why I said it, and that's why I said it. <laughs> I like I like volleyball. I like beach volleyball too. Those girls are real athletic. Oh, they're they're really super athletic. <laughs> hey, and yes, past the fight, it's about the white curtains. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. We appreciate y'all uh, hanging out with us and. Uh, Everybody that's listening live on BigWoodRadio.com, everybody download the Big Wood Radio app, and everybody that searched us out on the podcast app on the, you know, on the iPhone, we appreciate that. Appreciate the fellas coming through. JT, Pass the Fight, JB, Adonis, Donnie Martin, going to have that top 10 for us next week. Even though I put it no in doubt. the title, I put it in the title of the show this week that you was going to have top 10. Oh, okay. I definitely got you next week. We will, right. we will not disappoint. All right, next week, Donnie's top 10. Uh, and uh, what everybody got going on? JB, what you got going on? Um, man, ain't got nothing going on, man. Just, you know, keep my head low, finding, you know, JT, Nick, the core, uh, and Tuesday, brutally honest, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Hey, we going to show up and show out. We ain't got to hear about the lovely po- God, poetic God is Nayana Renee's birthday trip. You mm-hmm. dig? So it should be mm-hmm. interesting. Should be interesting on Tuesday, seven. Um, JT, what you got popping? 
definitely, man. The goddess is back in the area, so definitely look forward to uh, Tuesday night and um and the revelations of uh, uh Florida and in in the takeover. Uh, that'll be interesting, and and just continuing, man, to stay safe and stay aware, stay woke about everything that's going mm-hmm. on. We on all our platforms will continue to keep you informed and uh, bring you as much up, you know, real real knowledge on all of our platforms about everything that's going on. So um, just stay stay paying attention to what's going on and stay praying for our country, man, because it's, 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 it is a revolution. It really is real. It's happening. Uh, Donnie, what you got popping, man? Nothing, brother. Same crap, different toilet. You know me. <laughs> Catch me next Sunday right here live on <laughs> Off Topic Sports. But in the meantime, in between time, I might be making uh, another listening appearance on some other show. Last year, I got the uh, last week. I got the pleasure of listening to DJ Cool, aka Cool Herc, and, and I enjoyed the show. So <laughs> we'll see what this week has to offer. I'm looking forward to hearing a few things. That was a good show, man. I appreciate DJ Cool for stopping through hanging with us all the whole show man he was, he was there the whole entire time yeah. so we appreciate that that was good that was good um that was a good show so all right man that's it we appreciate y'all hanging out with us on behalf of my man james jt thompson adonis donnie martin jb mr 299 nima shining star l the poetic goddess nayana renee big less little bucky all about us radio past the fight I'm Big Woo. It's Big Woo Radio. Peace. God bless. We out. Look, I fall back in order to avoid contamination. The game is full of garbage. Nothing about it is motivate. I listen to your bars. I'm disappointed in y'all. Thought y'all was working. Can't believe what I walked in on. When I came through the door, folks said it and not it folks. So my brother, everybody know that man got flow. You're listening to, to Big Woo Radio. 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 Radio.